You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. And this is that time when all of those under the age of 40 can pull out the busy bags. <laughs> On the Christmas Eve of 1896, Christoph Blumhart offered this word to a congregation. He said, I say it boldly. In the face of the world, in the face of heaven and underworld, everything is loved because Jesus is born. They should all know they are loved and not one single person should feel rejected. They are all loved because Christ is is born. Amen. Y'all can sit. Y'all want to sit up here? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, makes sense. There's no seats out here, so you might as well sit up here. That's new. I can look at y'all a little bit. When we light the Christ candle, we say, yes, we believe that love is possible. Yes, we believe that hope is possible. Yes, we believe that Peace is possible. Yes, we believe that joy is possible because, yes, we believe that above all things, God is still with us. That's right. Amen. That Christ, who is Emmanuel, is God with us. And so we say to people, we say, Merry Christmas. We say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's a fine thing to say. But I have found over the last three or four years of my life, for me, a more fitting salutation for Christmas Eve and especially on Christmas Day. And it is, I believe, more than just a salutation. I've come to believe it to be kind of a Christmas blessing. And after all, God calls us to be a blessing and offer blessings to others. Now, I did not originate this Christmas blessing and this new salutation for me. It comes from a song we all sing and it's tucked away in the first few verses of the song, O Holy Night. See if you can listen for it. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Now, here's the honesty of this rather bold Christmas hymn. Long lay the world in sin and ever pining till he appeared, and here it is, and the soul felt its worth. My Christmas blessing over the last I think three years of my life on Christmas Day has been, may your soul feel its worth. It's a salutation that offers a deeper kind of hope. It calls out to the possibilities of the peace and the joy. We say we believe that all comes to us in the divine love. May your soul feel its worth as a reminder that in a world still stained by sin and ever pining, the words of the angel messenger still rings true from Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so the blessing of Christmas is may your soul feel its worth. Now, Jesus once said in Matthew 16, verse 25 and 26, if you try to hang on to your life and you lose it, but if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if it, you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? That's what Jesus asked. 
And it strikes me as a rhetorical question. It's just Jesus is asking, are you willing to give away your deepest self? When we hear the word soul, we often think of it as our eternal self. But soul in the Greek is actually the word psyche. And this word speaks to the very essence of our lives. It is mostly translated life in scripture, sometimes soul, sometimes heart. And it refers to the place where our feelings, desires, and affections live. And if you put all of this together, you can say that soul, the word soul, speaks to the deepest part of our inner person. And it seems it is the deepest self of us. That thing down deep inside of us. We are always trying to feel, always trying to appease, always trying to make sense of it. And, and since we mostly cannot make sense of it, appease it, and fill it, we reach out for help in all sorts of places. And what we find is even after we have found whatever it is we're looking for, it still doesn't do what we long for it to do. And then along comes this song that offers us the Christmas blessing we need. May your soul fill its worth. No matter how hard we try or work for it, our soul just can't find its worth. Or once we do find what we think we're looking for, it's just too hard to hold. And God knew that. And sometimes the reason for this is due to what we still believe about God. Our, our view of God sometimes reflects back on us where we have been told that without God, people don't have worth. And here's how we get there. Bear with me just a minute. We've equated, we've equated being worthy with having worth. And there's a difference between having worth and being worthy. The scriptures do say things like, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. It does say things like, none is righteous, no, not one. And so we're told that we are unworthy of God's presence. And if we're unworthy, then we are undeserving. And I believe there's truth to that. God is holy and just and good and true. And the fact is, I am not. I have not been. And even on my best day, I struggle to be. And I know this deep down inside of me in all of my sin and error pining. And so I doubt. And so I wonder. And I wrestle. And sometimes wrestle with myself. And sometimes with God. And the truth I know deep down inside of me is that if I'm to come to God with only my gifts to bring, with only my actions and my thoughts, my deeds and my strengths, then all of that ends up being measured in light of the God who is, then I will be found terribly lacking and undeserving. And I am in that way unworthy. But Jesus tells us that worth is not the same thing as worthy. Because although we've fallen short of God's glory and are undeserving, God declares in word and deed clearly and unequivocally that each one of us has divine eternal worth. Christmas is the good news that God loves human beings so much that he became one. And salvation occurs only through embracing being human and God entering into it because that's where Christ is. God had to show us love. God could no longer just tell us about love. And the person of Jesus, God says, hey, I'm going to be the very embodiment of love. I'm going to show you what love looks like. I will sit with the people you're told not to sit with, eat with the people you're told not to eat with, touch the people you're told not to touch, welcome the people you're told not to welcome. I will love the people born in what you're told is the wrong skin and come from the wrong places 
as you are told, are the wrong nations. Love is God's stubborn refusal to let us condemn ourselves. Love is God's way of entering into our humanity, sharing in our suffering and making possible our salvation. And it is why I believe John wrote in 1 John 4, verse 9 through 10, God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the sacrifice for us. God is love. God is love and gave himself over to a world that within the first two years of his birth would force God in the person of Jesus to come into this world, a refugee child who would grow up and say that he would live like man-made homelessness. Foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests, he said, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And if God is love, then we know there is no greater love to which we can hope to receive. John's words, God is love, reminds us that no world power can overtake the Father's promise. God is love reminds us that no impossibility is too impossible for God. God is love reminds us that no matter how unstable our society becomes, the light of Christ can guide our feet to the path of peace where the joy of the Lord can be our strength because God's love has come to us in the newborn king and God's love will never fail. And so the song rightly cries out, May your soul feel its worth. Christmas is the good news that we can stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to find our worth anywhere else. We are more than our good works. We are more than our worst or best decisions. We are more than the rules we keep and the lists we carry around in our pockets by which we check off ourselves. Did you do your devotional today? Did you tell somebody about Jesus? Did you eat the right foods and work out? Clearly, I do not. Are you wearing the right clothes? Are you avoiding the wrong people? Did you read the right books and listen to the right podcasts and develop the right opinions? Did you cancel the right brands? Do you say the right things? Did you say it the right way? Are you acting like a good social conservative? Are you acting like a faithful social progressive? Are you focused on your friends? Are you focused on your family? Did you do all the right things as mom told you to or your dad told you to? Are you man enough? Are you woman enough? Are you Christian enough? Some of us carry these lists around in our hearts and minds and use them as ways by which we measure how good we are doing, how faithful we are or aren't, and we judge ourselves and sometimes judge others by these lists. But then the song comes to us and says, Christmas has come. May your soul feel its worth. For most of us, all of this is just subconscious. We do not recognize that we're keeping these lists. We, we live by these rules unaware that what they really are doing is trying to validate us, to give us security or somehow make us better, even though in our most inner being we know these rules and these lists cannot. And this preoccupation with ourselves and this preoccupation we have with others and all these expectations that we hold will never make what's broken in us whole or what we feel is wrong in us right. Christmas is the good news that God loves us so much that he became one of us. He became one with us. And salvation only, occur, only occurs 
when we embrace the humanity that we are and trust that God has entered into it and is making us new in our very souls. And in a world still stained by sin and ever pining, we hear the words of the angel messenger echoing in our hearts and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. On Christmas Day, we remember that whatever unworthiness I feel or you feel or I carry or you carry, it will never be greater than your soul's worth, not to God. Christ has come. Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. Compassion can overcome condemnation. May your soul feel its worth. Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. Significance can replace shame. May your soul feel its worth. Christ is Emmanuel, God with us. Love can conquer loneliness. May your soul feel its worth. It's Christmas, beloved. And the Christ candle has been lit. And God has given us a great line, a great light shining on the possibilities of transformation, of liberation, of healing, and of newness. All because the Christ child called Emmanuel has come. Jesus is born. Liberation has come. Healing will happen. The promise of transformation awaits. Newness is possible. Christ is here. May your soul. Feel its worth. You are known and loved and seen and welcomed and embraced. Christ is, if you want, yours. May your soul feel its worth. So we pray. God, help us remember the birth of Jesus, that we may share in the song of the angels the gladness of the shepherds and worship of the wise men. Close the door of hate and open the door of love within us and all over the world. Let kindness come with every gift and good desires with every greeting. Deliver us from evil by the blessing which Christ brings and teach us to be merry with clear hearts. May the Christmas morning make us glad to be your children and Christmas evening Bring us to our beds with grateful thoughts, forgiving and forgiven, liberated and participating in your liberation, redeemed and joining in your redemption, where our soul has found its worth. In Jesus Christ, our newborn King and risen Lord, and all God's people said, Amen. And so, beloved, we come. We come to the table of the Lord to receive this tangible reminder that no matter where we have been, no matter what has happened to us, no matter what we've been told by people like me, that the Christ who was born, who lived and who loved, shared table with friends and an enemy and bid all of us to come. So beloved, listen to the angels heard from on high. Come to the table of the Lord. And sing glory to God in the highest. Come to the table.
You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. 